This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Support for MPB comes from Trustmark, offering a range of mortgage, affordable housing, refinancing, and construction financing options designed to serve the needs of its customers. More info at Trustmark.com slash mortgage. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. From MPB Think Radio, this is Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives. Nancy is a chartered financial analyst. It's your day to ask any personal finance questions of our Money Talks expert. We call it our Open Topic Day. You can ask about investments, debt, budgets, or currency, for example. Also this hour, we're going to talk about Black Friday shopping and the new Mississippi Lottery. You can give us a call to join our conversation. The number is one mpb ring It's one 672 or email the show. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. This is Money Talks on MPB. Think Radio. So, good morning, Nancy. Hope you're doing well this morning. Good morning, Kevin. Um, one thing that I had happened to me this weekend is that I got a text message from the bank that said, "Hey, did you make this forty dollar charge?" And uh, there wasn't really a lot of information, so I called the bank. Unfortunately, I guess they staffed the the number twenty four seven. But it turns out that a shoe store in Chicago uh, there was a forty dollar oh, charge wow. on my card. So, but someone was really um, they knew how to impersonate you, didn't they, by buying <laughs> shoes? Well, that's true. I didn't think about that, but yeah. you're right. must have been something I said on Facebook. But uh, thanks to financial institutions who have become a little bit more proactive because they block that uh, the the down. Well, and and that's in their interest to do so right, because, because they don't want to have to eat those charges or deal with all of that. Um, I have um, I get an alert every time my credit card is used. So even when I gas up my car, as soon as I swipe that card, it is buzzing me to say that, that something has happened. And so that's really a good tool for me to know immediately if somebody is misusing my identity. Um, the downside was, obviously, they said you were going to send you a new card, and I was out of town. But uh, fortunately... Uh, in the Pensacola area, there are a number of Regions Bank, and that's the one I use. So I was able to go to the bank and get money out. So Yeah, that's a problem when everything gets shut down, right? Right. And then the other thing I thought about that I've got a list now of, there are several t- things I was using that card for on the automatic, you know, like my pest control and those sorts of things. So I've got now, to know. Um, I had this happen to me recently, and I was surprised because, I, like you, I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, all that stuff, the, my subscriptions and everything that are set up under that old card – well, magically, and I don't know how it happened, those all got moved over to the new card number. Aha. Uh-huh. All right. Well, hopefully that'll happen. But if not, like I said, I was I made a list while I was thinking of it because there invariably there's something that's going to, you know. Yeah, get kicked back. Right. Out, and you'll get the little that, message yeah. that says, hey, your card's not working there. So, um so what about uh, some other financial news in the news? Well, yesterday we heard from Federal Reserve Jerome Powell, and he was upbeat about the economy, felt there was room to grow. But he also said, look, don't expect any more gifts in the stocking as in lower interest rates. They're going to stop that for now. And we're watching to see how consumers follow through. Consumers have really been holding up this economy with their spending, which represents two-thirds of our uh, economic activity. So we're looking towards uh, the retail season, Christmas shopping, and just going to see what people are going to do. Are they going to be opening their wallets to really push this thing into next year? You know, you mentioned uh, filling up your car with gas, and the one gas station I frequent probably for the third time in the last six months ran out of gas. 
Wow, that's surprising. Yes. So it looked like the tanker truck was there filling up, but that to me, there's got to be somewhere along the management chain that someone's kind of not doing their job properly if they well, run I mean, out of I wouldn't, gas. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised that that happens this week because we have more travel and they maybe didn't prepare enough and didn't expect the demand, but, you know, for it to happen before then, that's a little unusual. I will say this time they had a little handwritten sign before when it, that you would go and you try to put in gas and it would be like one cent. Yeah, that's the worst. One cent. And then you have to get in your car and you have to go around to the other side. And meanwhile, somebody has already pulled in in front of you. (laughs) So now you're waiting in line. Anyway, so, yeah, I didn't think about that, but you're right. Because this obviously is one of the busier travel parts of the of the year the, during Thanksgiving and Christmas. So, And I'm guessing maybe more people drive uh, during Thanksgiving week. And you know, that'd be interesting to look at. Uh, do we drive more for Thanksgiving and maybe we fly more for Christmas? That is that would that's good. That's maybe we can check into that. All right. My fun thing is Liz Gill, our producer, found the what to buy and what not to buy for December. So on the things to buy list, gift cards, the second most wanted gift this holiday season. Season, ranking just behind electronics. That's according to Wallet Hub. So I guess, uh, and I wonder if that means like the generic Visa gift card or the gift card. Yeah, those to, are usually not the best to do because many of them have maybe like a three to five percent charge on them. Um, so if you're going to buy a gift card, I usually recommend that people really think about the person they're giving that to. What stores do they frequent? What things do they like? What are their hobbies? And then pick a card that you feel like they will use. Because I know for me, often if I get a gift card, if it's not something I use a lot and I don't, it's not a store I frequent a lot, I forget about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the bonus. Many gifts, uh, many businesses will give you a free gift card with the purchase of one. So a little holiday cheer for yourself there. Uh, this is Liz, producer. Uh, we, in fact, did that. We went out to eat on uh, Sunday after church, and they had a buy a $50 gift card, get $10. So we bought the gift card made our order and used that gift card to pay for our lunch and had so we had the ten dollars extra ah that's smart very sharp very sharp sharp uh, thoughts there from our producer uh christmas decorations after christmas that seems to make sense i know that uh went through uh, big lots the other day and they all their halloween oh, the stuff best was, place to go for decorations <laughs> yeah some of the stuff is cheap in there but some of the other stuff is but not. i love cheap stuff well i mean i mean some of it is discounted but other other things don't it doesn't seem to be and i and I, that and the other stores that do that, I always wonder on the price tag it says compare at and supposedly what the actual retail price was. And I'm, I'm a little suspicious of that sometimes. And that reminds me of my other favorite story at the outlet mall once I saw uh, our price, forty nine ninety nine retail price, $50. <laughs> what am I going to do with that penny? Well, and that's the other thing we're going to be watching is how much are these retailers discounting things? Because if they think the consumers are going to buy anyway, they're not going to put it on sale. And so we'll also watch to see how close to Christmas do they start to discount you know the the further away from christmas that means maybe people are being a little stingy but um if they're seeing shoppers moving and buying things they're going to wait until the last minute so you know time your shopping appropriately by the way it's an open topic day so if you have a per-
personal finance question of any sort, you can give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Also, send an email to money at mpbonline.org. Another thing to buy during December: champagne. Competition drives down prices during the busy party season. Shoppers can save around fifty percent on their purchases by hitting stores in mid to late December. Interesting. Wedding dresses, I guess, typically in the spring is when kind of wedding season. So Right. So, you know, you have a lot of summer weddings. And so if you can kind of get ahead of everybody else and go ahead and get your dress, that makes sense. Golf clubs, I guess, again, anticipating. Another thing, because you're not going to be golfing as much in the wintertime. Right. So I wonder if these might be last year's golf clubs that are sort of on closeout. Well, is there a difference? Well, <laughs> there might be to a golfer. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I always thought the difference was in the golfer. <laughs> well, they're always making like that giant putter they make to where you don't have to bend over and, you know, clubs that have lighter weights and that sort of thing. Um, but I, I'm not sure. I'm a tennis player, not a golf golfer. Uh, National Cookie Day is December 4th. So obviously, Just what we need. That's, this is the month to buy cookies. And this one gets me. New cars. Who, well... I'm not in the economic stratus where I can buy someone or myself a new car for Christmas, and those commercials just irk me for some reason. I don't. Uh, know. They are annoying, aren't they? Yes. It's just like in your face. Yeah. <laughs> and there's so many on every. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I bought a car for you, and I bought a car for me. Yeah. And look, and they're wrapped with a big old red ribbon. <laughs> the one I like is the woman buys matching watches, and the guy bought matching cars, and of course the woman runs out and gets the car he wants anyway. But anyway, uh, if you're updating your vehicle at the end of the year, hold off until the very end of December to make your purchases. And I guess that has something to do with the model year, I would assume, something well, like that. Well, but I, I would say um, what we're seeing in autos is just a slowdown overall. So I don't know waiting a few weeks is going to make a difference. I think it's probably a good time if you're in the market for a car um, because it's kind of slow and they may be willing to deal. And I think I'm going to shift to buying the a late model used car. I think that's going to be my focus for my car replacement uh, down the road when I get there but I'm not, not ready for that yet because I haven't paid off for my other old car yet. Which, oh, and yeah. I keep getting, hey, we want to buy your car. Here's how much we'll pay for it. And I'm like, uh, I don't think so. I'm you don't want to get away. in that continual cycle. Right. Uh, quickly, things not to buy in December. High-end electronics, exercise equipment, and bedding because uh, for bedding they have January white sales where they'll sell all sorts of linen. So uh, we need to take our first break. We're looking for your personal finance questions this morning on this Open Topic uh, Tuesday. Call us at one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one 672 or email the show. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. It is an open topic day. We're looking for your personal finance questions. So you're going shopping later in the week. We've got some tips for you. If you do, you're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Information presented on Money Talks is meant to provide general information about the topics discussed and is not necessarily the opinion of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The information presented does not create any type of relationship between the hosts and guests and the listening audience. Please consult a financial advisor or any other qualified professional for guidance about your personal finance questions. I'm Professor Richard Gershon from the University of Mississippi School of Law, host of In Legal Terms. If you're enjoying this podcast, 
I encourage you to listen to In Legal Terms, the show about you and your rights. We find interesting legal topics to bring to you and let you know how the law affects you. Find In Legal Terms on any podcasting platform on your smart device or on our website, inlegalterms.mpbonline.org. back to Money Talks. If you ever miss part of the show, visit moneytalks.mpbonline.org to listen again. You can also download the MPB Public Media app and listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand of all the MPB Think Radio programs. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, President of New Perspectives. It's an open topic day, so we're looking for your personal finance questions this morning. You can give us a call at one mpb ring It's one 672 You can also email money at MPB online.org. Throughout the rest of the hour, we hope to touch on Black Friday shopping tips and also some information about the Mississippi Lottery with an exciting, uh, if we have time, an actual on-air scratch-off of a lottery card. So something uh, to wait for. I've got my shiny nickel here ready to go. I've got my nail. All right. Yeah. Uh, here's an email that says, I recently inherited some S-Corp stock, which is currently paying quarterly dividends. I also received a copy of the last tax statement. What is an S-Corp structured business, and what numbers show the overall health of the business? Well, when we're talking about corporations, there are two types that are based on the the IRS code. There's a um, an S corporation and a C corporation. If I have a C corporation, every public company out there is a C corporation. And how that is different is that they are a separate legal entity. You can sue the C corporation, but you're not going to be suing the owners of it, just the corporation. And the corporation um, pays taxes. We talked about corporate taxes and the most recent tax cut where they lowered the corporate tax. Those were for C corporations, largely publicly traded companies, even though some private companies are C corps. Most private companies are S corps. Um, my company is an S corporation. And what that means is that um, whatever my company earns, that net income flows through to the owners of the company. So there are two owners of my company, myself and Ryder, and when we get all of our books done, then whatever percentage we each own, then that shows up on our personal income taxes. Our our corporation does not pay corporate tax. It's strictly personal income, personal tax at our personal tax rate coming from the corporation. Now, if somebody has um, S corporate stock, that tells me, again, this is a private company which means it's really difficult to sell it. And probably the only way you're going to be able to sell it is to talk to some other owners and say, do you want to buy my shares? And you're not going to get, you know, the typical just look up a price somewhere and say this is what it's worth. Most likely they're going to have to be discounted for you to get rid of those shares. This person mentions there are quarterly dividends. My company does also pay quarterly dividends. Um, a, an S corporation doesn't necessarily have to do that. Um, but if you're an owner, 
owner, you're entitled to see all the financial statements. And so this person can ask for those financial statements. And if they don't understand it, take it to a CPA or someone who can look at that to see how healthy is this company? How well is it run? Um, You're also going to get something called a K-1 when it's tax time. And that K-1, again, represents your share of the company's income that has to then flow through and show up on your personal income taxes. And you are responsible for paying the taxes on it. All right. Very good. It's an open topic day. So if you have a personal finance question that Nancy can help you with, give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one 672 You can email the show as well. Send it to money at mpbonline.org. Well, Friday is Black Friday, the big shopping day after Thanksgiving. But it's kind of been bleeding over into Thursday and Wednesday and Saturday and Monday. So... Um, It's really um, just a kickoff week here for us. And I think I mentioned on a podcast recently that it kind of irks me that it's an early Black Friday sale and that sort of thing. <clears throat> you know, I'll, I, I can say, all right, Thursday, or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, that's fine. But when we start weeks out and they're calling it Black Friday, I think they need to, the, the creative people at the ad companies need to come up with another term, pre-Christmas sale, pre-Black Friday sale, something. But Black Friday to me is a specific day. And you're really annoyed by that. that <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> I watch way too much television because I see these ads over and over again. I know, and that's I know. When they they're just to trying to me. get us moving and going. And what's interesting to me is we talk so much about the increase in online sales, um, but we're still only about 15% of all of our retail occurs online. I think the difference is what happens online is um, we can see pricing of different products, and that is pushing these brick-and-mortar retails to to lower their price and discount those prices to match what's happening online. But we still like to go into a store and pick up things and see them and feel them and see what they look like. And certainly with clothes, you want to try things on. Right. Clothes and shoes and that sort of thing. I think you do want to uh, to be able to, to try them on. And I guess you can send them back and that sort of thing. But to me, that's 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 a lot of extra trouble. It's annoying. But I think I watch too much specific television. And that's why, like I say, some of these ads I see so much that if something about them irks me, it really kind of to begin to grind on, you know, nails on the chalkboard kind of thing. Okay, so if you're going Black Friday shopping, which, Nancy, I'm fairly sure that you are not. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. In (laughs) fact, I think I've just about gotten all of my shopping done, and much of mine was done online. And so I kind of knew the the brands I wanted, the products I wanted, and they can just show up at my door. I did uh, some shopping early this year. In fact, when I called my mother uh, to ask for, uh, it was I bought a, a dog uh, sweater for my sister's dog, and so I was asking for the you know dimensions or whatever. And this was in November, and she was surprised that I was Christmas shopping already. And I'm like, you know, I want to get it over with. Right. So, Be ready. Exactly. And also, if you spread it out, then it doesn't. Too, it's not too much of a, a weight on one of your, you know, your monthly budget. There, well, so. and we're having to ship things. And so you have to think ahead and make sure you don't get caught in the shipping rush. Uh, get ahead of all of that. Get them boxed up and ready to go. And and that's the other thing that we're watching very closely. What's happening with our transportation companies, in particular UPS and FedEx during this time of year, because that tells us about economic activity. So and actually what I did then is I shipped my mother's gift to my sister who lives in the same town and my sister's gift to my mother so oh that's a good idea yeah because uh, you're exactly right if you know i get it here then i've got to ship it back up so do you wrap it 
before you ship it? Well, I, this was shipped directly from Amazon, so I did I did pay the little extra to get the gift bag. So okay. and the card. So how generous of you! <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't want to put a little did extra. You, did you choose a standard <laughs> holiday greeting? No, I actually I have edited the standard holiday oh, I'm greeting. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Uh, looks like we have a caller on the line. Uh, so let's say good morning to Cynthia calling in from Fairhope, Alabama. Good morning, Cynthia. You're on the air with us. Go ahead. Good morning. Um, I was part of the Equifax breach and just about every other breach you can mention, and I finally signed up for their what they're offering us, which is either three years of free credit monitoring or a lump sum payment of the grand sum of $125. And um, I want the monitoring, of course, but when you get to the end of the form, none of this is going to start until their court case is settled or something. And so now I need to know how to protect myself outside of what they're offering. Well, the biggest thing you can do is to request uh, an annual credit report, and you can do that at annualcreditreport.com. You can request one report per year from each of the three main reporting agencies. That's not going to give you a number, but it will give you all of the activity. And what you really need to do is look at the new stuff mainly. You know, it's going to be all kinds of stuff. Ever, you know, the older you are, the the thicker that report is going to be. But if somebody's messing with your ID and with your credit, it's going to show up in newer things. So if you look at those newer things, do you see something unusual, some new credit card that you don't recognize, some new loan that's been requested, some hits that maybe there was no loan, but somebody's just hitting on that? What's going on there? And make sure you know that. So that's the main thing you can do as you wait for this to happen. Um, The other thing, as I mentioned earlier in the show, I like to have with my credit cards some sort of alert that comes through that I can immediately know if something is amiss. I have that with my American Express, but what about debit cards and things like that? Well, with debit cards, you should be able to look online if you're set up online to look at your bank accounts and um, just monitor those. And as um, Kevin mentioned, our financial institutions, they really have a vested interest in, in getting to those things very quickly because they're responsible for putting that money back if something is done incorrectly. But you can look online just to see, you know, and maybe once a week you just take a glance at that and see if you recognize that. My problem is I'm so busy and I'm so scatterbrained these days, I don't remember what I've done. And so I've had the experience of calling my company and going, well, who's this charge? What is this? And then they remind me that it was me. (laughs) Um. What should do you think I should freeze? Do the freeze? Um, do you? Yeah, I did the freeze myself. Do you plan on open any new accounts? Do you need to get a loan for a car or a house anytime soon? Well, a car is a possibility. Okay. If if something like that is on the horizon pretty soon, then don't freeze it. Um, you know, I had the situation just yesterday because um, I'm going to fly American. I usually fly Delta. Uh, over the holidays, and um, I'm really annoyed that I'm going to be charged for my baggage, and I need to check some baggage. So I'm looking at, well, what can I do? Because I get free check baggage with Delta, 
because I have their credit card. I'm going to sign up for the American credit card. But I had frozen my credit and I forgot about that. So I went through the process and they were like, no, we can't do this. So if I want to get that card, I'm going to have to go back and unfreeze my credit, which there is a small fee. It's not huge to unfreeze and then refreeze. And I'm thinking of maybe doing that because if I look at $30 per bag, two of us, both ways, um, maybe it makes sense for me to do that. So if if you freeze your credit, you just have to think ahead for those things that you might need that to be able to open a new account, get a new loan, and make sure you unfreeze it a few days ahead of time. Okay. Um, well, with the credit monitoring, can't the, can't you get things taken off if they're 10 years old or, or, or older than that? Um, it's possible. Now, understand it's often difficult. And um, the best thing you can do with old stuff is to outlive how those are calculated in your credit score. So if you get beyond the 7 or 10 years, those really don't have an impact on you. I wouldn't worry so much about them uh, unless it's something that's, you know, serious bankruptcy or old debt that's just still hanging there, not cleared out. Um, but yeah. you can get them. be credit card. Pardon? It would just be credit cards. Just a credit card? Like like store cards and things that you haven't used in a million years. Okay. So um, uh, have you paid them all? Do you have any debt on them? No, no debt. But you just want to close out? Closed cards. Closed cards show up, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, Because that doesn't factor into your credit score because they've really discounted those at that point. Okay. All right. Thank you so much. Okay. Good luck. Thanks, Cynthia, for your call. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. We need to take a quick break. When we get back, we've got Hubert on the line from Jackson. We'll get to his call. And as we go to break, a couple of Black Friday tips. Look online first. Look for that free shipping. Also, many stores now do that in-store pickup option as well. Uh, when shopping in-store or online, look to cash back through websites that encourage you to scan your receipts. Coupons and reward programs are available. And don't forget to mail in those rebates on small appliances if you qualify for one. It is an open topic day, so we're looking for your personal finance questions this morning. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 So the Mississippi Lottery began selling scratch-off tickets yesterday. Where does the revenue go? We'll tell you that and give you tips for playing when we get back. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. I'm Dr. Jimmy Stewart, Professor of Internal Medicine and Pediatrics at the University of Mississippi Medical Center. On the original Southern Remedy, we answer questions about all aspects of your health and share some of the latest medical information in the news. You can listen to the show on Wednesdays at 11 on MPB Think Radio, or you can subscribe to the podcast by searching for Southern Remedy on your preferred podcasting app. Welcome back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives. Nancy is a certified financial analyst, and it is a no chartered p- financial. I'm analyst. sorry, thank you, chartered chartered financial analyst. Ah. 
it is an open topic day. We're looking for your personal finance questions at one eight seven seven MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Well, we're going to be talking about the lottery and actually scratch off one of the. It's the hundred thousand really dollar jackpot. But first, we do have a caller on the line, and it is Herbert calling in from Jackson today. Good morning. You're on the air with us. Go ahead. Okay. Good morning. Oh, uh, look, I'm 65 years old, uh, semi-retired on a pretty decent pension. I've got about $16,000 in an old IRA. I was just wondering, if, is it worth bothering us taking it, investing it in something else, or should I just leave it be? Um, well, let me ask you this question. Do you have other investments? Uh, no. Okay, so, uh, and what do you plan for this 16000 really have no plan for it. It, it. it really is just like a savings account. Okay. So you're thinking, this is my what-if money. If I have some bigger thing that comes up, this is what I'm going to use. Oh, uh, yeah. Maybe for an emergency or something. Okay. I don't have any use for it, you know. All I, right. I don't need it for anything. Do you have a savings account? Uh, yeah, I have a savings account. I've about $20,000. Okay, perfect. So you have a good size savings account that would cover emergencies. So this tells me this 16000 could be invested a little bit longer term. Is it at the bank? Credit union. At a credit union. All right. So it's probably maybe just in a money market or a CD is my guess. Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, I would suggest that you uh, you don't want to take it out because you create a taxable event, but yeah. you, you can do something called an institution-to-institution transfer. And I would encourage you to look at Vanguard, and you can open an account, an IRA account with Vanguard, and transfer that directly to them and invest in something. You would probably maybe do half of it in the Vanguard 500, which is going to be tracking the S&P 500 and the other half into their intermediate-term bond fund. So that should give you a little bit better rates than what you're earning at the credit union as long as you make sure that this is really a little bit longer-term money. It's not going to be money that you're going to be tapping into the next year. Okay, you just need to be careful about how you do that. And again, don't take the money out yourself. Um, Go to another, like a um, mutual fund company, open an IRA account, fill out their transfer form, and then they'll take care of it for you. Okay, that'll avoid the taxes, right? Exactly. Okay. All right, good. I appreciate that. Good luck. Thanks for your call. All right, we've got a caller on the line, but we do want to do this. Uh, Liz Gill, our producer, g- uh, gave us this uh, lottery ticket. It's the $100,000 jackpot. costs $5. Uh, it's ticket number 16. Uh, loaded do we get a drum roll? <laughs> Yeah, I think a drum roll. Loaded with $50 prizes, it says match any of your numbers to any of the winning numbers. Win the prize for that number. Reveal a dollar stack of cash symbol. Win double. Reveal a money bag symbol, and you win $50 instantly. I I don't understand how any of this works. I don't either. So as Liz said, I think we just scratch everything off Scratch everything off. So we got our first numbers here. Uh And and what are we looking for? Uh, I think we're going to try to match these numbers at the top of there's our drum roll. Oh, we got a drum roll. Yeah. So I think we're trying to. Numbers. We've got um, 11, 22, 18, and 19. And now we've got uh, 15 little other things to scratch off here. 20 is not a match. That's a no. 32 is not a match. 
Oh, come on. 13 is not a match. This is a bum card. 12. Nope. Let's well, close Nine. to 11. We're getting close. All right, Nancy, why don't you do the next? Um, All right. Give me okay. that coin. All right. All right. Let's see how lucky I am. I can't even get this things to scrap. Seven. Seven's usually a lucky number, but it's not for us. 25. Come on. 35. I'm telling you, this is a racket. I've been telling you, don't play these things. The odds are not with you. 40. I'm keeping it going here. All right. Four. Three left. I think this was going to go into file 13. Three. <laughs> well... 17. All right, two left. All right, you take the last All right. one. Here we go, our last chance. No winners as yet. <clears throat> 21. Nope, we were so close. We had 12 and we and had see, 11. that's $5 that you just threw out the window. Well, now, uh, the, one of the, the, the uh, tips here is it says hold on to losing tickets uh, because there might be a second chance. Uh, so so I, we'll, we'll give this back to Liz because it's not all hope has not been lost as yet. Uh, but we did not win anything. Like I said, I, we I came awfully close. I would rather put that $5 with my lunch money. Well, that's true. You know, we had number 11 and we had scratched off 12 and 13. Uh, we had 22 and we scratched off. Uh, 21 and 20. So I and think you they, know close you, only counts in horses. Well, and I think they do. They do. That's that's even that's cruel. They, they do cruel. that. To, like you're so close to winning. And Keep then going. It's, it's, Buy another card. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's our participation in the new Mississippi lottery. By the way, uh, the, the lottery corporation wants you to play responsibly. Remember that you have to be 21 or older to play. And always, uh, if you have a gambling problem, there is a toll free number to call. It's 888 Seven nine six nine six. So you can have some fun with this, but do uh, try to play responsibly and don't get too caught up in it. All right, we have got some callers to get to, so back to the phone lines we go. Uh, Gilbert is on the line from Carthage. Good morning, Gilbert. You're on the air with us. Go ahead. Yes, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Good. I have a, a couple of questions um, in general. So I, I'm not sure if you had stated that the Federal Reserve had reduced the interest rates but um, I well, previously, previously they did. How previously ago? Um, in the last few weeks, but they said they're not going to yeah. do it anymore. Correct. Okay, I did hear that correctly. And then I had heard on NPR a while back that the strategy of reducing the interest rate wasn't helping very much as they thought. It wasn't helping as much as they thought it would. So are we therefore going into a recession um, that's not what we're seeing at this point. We are monitoring conditions. What we see is that we are slowing down, and there's no doubt about that. Um, yeah. Compounding that is that there is a global slowdown. So it's not just us. Yeah. Some of the major economies uh, on the planet are slowing down. And the question is, will we tip over into recession? We don't know if that will happen yet. We're getting some mixed signals. So we just got numbers on housing and this drop in interest rate certainly helps housing. People will buy, you know, more houses. They'll buy uh, 
uh, more expensive houses because they can afford more at lower interest rates. So that has pushed that area of the market. Meanwhile, we know very clearly for the last two quarters, manufacturing has been in recession. And there are certain states in the country, you know, we look at uh, averages, but the Federal Reserve looks at regions. The Atlanta region is already like at near like one to zero for the fourth quarter. The New York region is also at the same place. But we have individual states that are already turning negative, like Wisconsin and Michigan and Pennsylvania and Ohio and West Virginia and Wyoming are looking to be in contraction or they will be in recession probably by the first quarter of next year. So it's kind of uneven and it could be that we don't fully go into recession as a country for quite a while yet, but we are slowing down. Yes, I, I totally agree with that, and I've noticed that the prices at Walmart, for instance, have increased uh, in the past year. Uh, and there was another fellow who commented on the same thing uh, while I was at Walmart. He noticed the change. Uh, so I am seeing increases in prices, but what I haven't seen yet, and I go past the Nissan plant uh, to check out their parking lot to see if they've got cars in the uh, parking lot where um, they don't normally do, the the uh, overflow parking lot where they can't sell them enough to the dealers. Right. So they put them in this other parking lot, and I'm not seeing that yet. So, okay, I'm, I'm good, because in 2008, that parking lot was full. Right, and understand, we don't see conditions like what we had in 2008 and 2009. Um, I, I've been trying to reassure my folks that, that okay, recession, I, I don't think it is a big, scary thing. Um, I think this could be just a garden variety recession um, if we head in that direction. We are seeing slowdowns in autos, and the auto industry is telling us that their sales have been declining. There's no question about that. What about the credit card interest rates? They have not wanted to reduce their interest rates. I mean, they're going to have to at some point. Uh, No, they don't. No. No. Um, And the thing is, as long as we keep spending and consumer spending is what's been helping hold up this economy for most of this year. um, And if we keep spending and using those cards and we're not changing our behavior based on the interest rate, then they're not going to. Mm. One last question was, who's keeping an eye on the spending from the lotto? Oh, I don't know about that, Kevin. Can you tell us that? Uh, how, much is, how much is what, being spent? No, what organization is keeping an eye to make sure that it's being spent on what was promised for the contractual agreement to bring it in? Uh, what organization would do that? What agency? I'm not sure about that. I'm sure I, I would guess that it was written in the legislation. There is the... Uh, the lottery corporation runs the lottery, but you're right. I'm not sure who isn't who is t- tasked with oversight of that uh, uh, corporation to make sure uh, that they are do handle the money responsibly. Our producer Liz Gill, I think, is looking up something in the control room. So if we get that information for you, Gilbert, uh, we'll give it to you here um, in, in I, just a minute. I will say to you that my concern with a lottery is um, if it's Mississippi people buying these 
uh, lottery cards, then they're spending money on a lottery card that they would have spent somewhere else. So overall, that doesn't help our economy. We're only helped if people traveling through who you know wouldn't normally have spent that are spending it. So all we're doing is basically putting it in different pots. Mm, so true. All right. Gilbert, Thank uh, thanks for your call. We'll see if we can follow up on that question you had for us. I will say Alabama still does not have one, and much like we used to, Mississippians used to go to Louisiana, possibly they will cross over now. we just got to get all of those roll-tied people over here <laughs> for the ball games and let them buy those cards. Exactly. And they'll be the ones funding our infrastructure. All right. Uh, time for one final break. When we get back, we'll, we'll delve a little bit more into the uh, Mississippi lottery. Uh, and also, we're still looking for your personal finance questions. The number to call if you have a question for us is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 Back to wrap up Money Talks after this. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Back to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge Anderson, president of New Perspective. It's an open topic day. Uh, we've been uh, taking your personal finance questions, also talking a little bit about uh, Black Friday shopping, and also have touched on the Mississippi lottery, which started yesterday. And Gilbert, who called in just a minute ago, uh, the question was, you know, who who guards the hen house, I guess is the old phrase. Uh, our producer, Liz Gill, found some uh, language from, I think, the enabling legislation, but it says... It is the intent of the legislature that the Mississippi Lottery Corporation, the company created to run the lottery, shall be accountable to the governor, the legislature, and the people of the state through a system of audits, reports, and disclosures as required by this act. So does that mean that this lottery corporation is a state agency then, and that the people who work for them are state employees? Again, I don't, I know, don't know, but maybe I'm, somebody out there knows. I think that I think I would guess yes, but that's just you know off the cuff kind of guess or whatever. Um, let's uh, get a question in here, and it comes from Jim, who's called in from North Mississippi today. Good morning, Jim. You're on the air with us. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. My question uh, for your guest is this: um, I had an employer who had us in a 457 plan. Um, that plan, as I understand it, that money is considered to be property of that employer, uh, and we cannot roll that into, say, a traditional IRA at leaving employment or that sort of thing. Um, any idea of way to manage that and uh, is there another option or do you have a suggestion for that 457 plan and uh, if you don't have a question for me then I'll hang up and well uh, hang on hang on just a minute because um, a 457 plan is in many ways similar to a 401k plan and um, but as you mentioned, this 457 plan belongs to the employer. Um, but my question to you is, did you have segregated accounts, meaning you had an account with your name on it? You get a statement and you choose yes. the investments. Yes. And there's an amount of money that is that's yours in your name. Yes. OK. Um, 
And are you sure that you cannot roll that to an IRA? That's what I have been told. All right. I, I would say to you, go back and ask that question because we have had some changes in the law and we've actually done some rollovers of some 457 plans. And you're just going to have to go back and ask the question. You can look at something called the summary plan description and read through to find out if that's a possibility. Um, You may want to visit with a financial advisor who can make some phone calls and can ask questions that maybe you don't know how to ask as to whether it can be rolled over. And it could be that it can be rolled over, but not to an IRA, but to something that keeps its form. We were told that you could roll it into another four, five, seven. Right. So, um, I mean, that that means it's possible you could move it. But again, I think maybe you need to visit with an advisor and... um, The trick is when I have somebody with a very particular situation, I need that person in front of me when I'm making a phone call because the folks at the financial institution are not going to talk to me about your personal account without you saying it's okay to talk to her. But for a lot of people, they don't even know the questions to ask. And so that's where you you might need some help to figure out, first of all, where it is right now. Is that a good plan? Are those good investments? Are the fees low? And maybe you want to leave it there. If it's not, then you need to investigate what your options are. And if it can be rolled over, how can you do that in such a way to stay within their guidelines? Thank you. Okay, good luck. Thanks, Jim, for your call. This is Bunny Talks on MPB Think Radio. Got a couple of minutes left. I think we'll wrap up our discussion here on the uh, the lottery. Um, Producer Liz Gill reminds me that in Mississippi, different from some of the other states, uh, and this is up to the retailer, you can, in, in some cases, use a credit or debit card as opposed to cash, although the news I heard last night said that some sellers of the tickets are, are doing cash only, but it's legal uh, to use your debit or credit card in some certain some circumstances to buy the tickets. And I would just hope that as Liz you know, pointed out, that's probably a not a good card. idea. Oh my gosh, if you put it on a credit card and you put, you've paid $5 for this losing ticket and six months later it's building up interest on that, that is crazy. Exactly. Uh, the odds are printed on every ticket. On the back of this ticket there are the odds listed. And this particular, and by the way, Mississippi has four scratch-off tickets. Uh, a $1, a $2, a trip, a second $2, and then the $5, which is the one we were dealing with here. And, and I would say, you mentioned about entertainment. Okay, if it's just entertainment, that's fine. Understand. And, of course, it's, you know, what what was it? one minute we might have spent doing this Um, that goes very fast but it's really a tax and it's an optional tax and so a lot of people scream about taxes but if you buy lottery tickets you're basically paying a tax um the odds on this one are one out of every 3.98 tickets will be a winner. That doesn't mean that every fourth ticket in a row wins. It doesn't mean that a random sampling of four tickets, one of them will be a winner. What it means is that of all the tickets, uh, 
allotted in all the stores across the state, one in four will be a winner. So in other words, your store might not even have the winning ticket. So, um, And winning doesn't mean winning millions of dollars. Right. It could mean a small amount. Exactly. On this particular ticket, uh, you could have won $100, $100,000, $250, $10, So yeah, um, <clears throat> it's, it's not a guarantee that you're going to win the big jackpot, and, and obviously it's not a guarantee that you're going to win anything. They do say hold on to the ticket in case there's a redrawing type of thing. Uh, also, those we talked about here, if, if, if you need to do this, pull it out of your discretionary movie going out to eat fun stuff and don't start, you know, taking money out of your rent, your groceries and other necessary I mean, it could expenses. be a fun, um, you know, stocking stuffer. Right. So for the kids and everybody sits around and gets a big bang out of it. And if Java goes to everybody's houses like he did here and builds it, <laughs> then you have a good memory. Right. But and but, I agree yeah. with you that maybe, you know, even a dinner party where that might be a party favor where everybody has a two dollar scratch off thing and you win, you know, with something. So uh, but um, but be careful again. The, and this, the, the lottery company is urging folks to play responsibly. Remember, you have to be 21 and older to play. Uh, Do we count? Well, I, I think I'm, I could play twice because I'm double 21. <laughs> so. uh, and also, again, uh, there, is hope, there is help for people who have a gambling problem. There is a toll-free number, 888-777-9696. But play responsibly, I think, is the overall message that we want to send out about uh, this new uh, lottery here of in in mississippi uh i think that is going to about wrap us up the money talks is a production of mpb think radio funded in part by generous financial support from you our listeners to hear today's show or previous show one way to find it is to go to moneytalks.mpbonline.org or you can listen to the podcast just search for money talks in your favorite podcasting app our show was produced by Liz Gill, and our call screener slash videographer was Java Chapman. For Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned, because up next at 10, it's In Legal Terms. We'll be back next Tuesday at 9 for another Money Talks, heard only on MPB Think Radio. Support for MPB comes from Trustmark, a financial partner for businesses throughout the South for 130 years. Trustmark offers a range of products and services designed to help small businesses efficiently manage finances. More info at Trustmark.com, member FDIC. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.